Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Vector Man for the Sega Genesis slash Mega Drive. Vector Man was developed by Blue Sky Software and published by Sega in North America in October of 1995. Wow. Yes, yeah, a little late in the uh, lifespan. Yeah, yeah. But luckily for the PAL territories or our European friends, it was released one month later, November of 95, in their territories. Hey, all right. There you go. And it was not released in Japan. Oh, burn. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that they had moved on at this point from the Genesis. Oh, yeah, I'm sure, yeah. And wasn't the uh, Genesis was really more popular in the U.S. than in Japan, right? It was, in Europe. So, yeah, yeah, so maybe it just had some some legs for longer there. Now, as I said, this game was made by Blue Sky Software, mm-hmm. and they got their start working uh, on games for the Atari 7800. Oh, wow. I know, which I don't know if I've ever played a 7800. Ah. <sighs> I think because that came out in like 1990, I think it was. Yes, it was. I mean, it was like designed and supposed to come out like four or five years earlier. But there's some weird legal stuff, right? When Atari was split into like Atari Incorporated and Atari. I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's and I think it did come out earlier than that. But I don't know. I never played one. I never knew anyone that had a 7800. I can't remember. I feel like one of my friends, like he lived across the street and his mom would frequently go to garage sales and just come home you know i'm talking this is in like 90 91 or middle middle school years and she would come home and be like i got you this coleco or odyssey or when i have like two or three games and we're like yeah we'd put it on and screw around with it we're like we have no idea what we're doing or how to play this but i so i i kind of feel like he might have had a 7800 all right well they made games for a lot of the non-nintendo systems we're talking atari lynx commodore 64 and amiga but it was really uh when they got into Master System and Sega Genesis that they kind of stuck with that company. I see, with the the console market. Yeah, and they did a lot of licensed games, Little Mermaid, a lot of football games, uh, the Jurassic Parks. Oh, right on. That we played for the system. Yeah. Uh, Ren and Stimpy, you name it. (laughs) Okay, okay. And this game did use some interesting technology that had been developed closer to the end of the Genesis lifespan, mainly in the amount of sprites it could control in one usage. Uh-huh. And, you know, Vector Man himself uses 23 sprites linked together. Wow. It's pretty intense. And this game was seen, at least by Sega, as their answer to Donkey Kong Country. Yeah, I always kind of had that vibe, but I wasn't sure where I got it from. So I'm glad to, <laughs> to hear you confirm. Yeah, there's a lot of pre-rendered sprites used and backgrounds. So it definitely has that feel in a lot of areas. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then finally, there is a sequel to this game, Vector Man 2, also for the Genesis. Wow. So when did that come out? 96 or something? Yes, or? 96. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. That's impressive in a way. It, it very much is. Who knows? Maybe we'll get to it one day. But <laughs> there's very little about this game on the internet. Yeah, I read this article that was an interview with Rich Carp, the designer of Vector Man, one of the chief developers and coders for it. And it, it shined no new light on it at all. There was like no... I was like, this is the worst interview of all time because... Uh, it, I mean... No, no offense to whoever interviewed him, but I don't know. There was very little info on Vector Man. I'll, I'll give you that. Okay, okay. So maybe 10 to 20 people worked on it. Who knows? <laughs> but it did get a sequel, and uh, hey, I don't know. We'll probably end up playing it in two or sure. three Sure. <laughs> Well, Nick, what kind of game is Vector Man? Does okay. it have a capital M or no? Because there was three paragraphs in that aforementioned interview about how Vector Man was spelled. R- wait, really? Yeah. It is a capital M. It's one word. At least oh, in I the know. manual. Oh. <laughs> now, it wasn't really like just one paragraph, but it was one of the many things that shed no new light on the actual development of Vector Man. You're like, really? This? <laughs> Fair enough. Well, however you spell it, it is a side-scrolling action platformer. It very much is. It is 
a 90s side-scrolling action platformer. I think you really need to put that caveat in there because this does uh, subscribe to what we call the airplane hangar format of level design. Sure, sure. Or European, I've heard it's referred to, but I'm not saying that to cast dispersions across the pond. Yeah, and it does also have the 90s theme of mini game slash alternate in between levels. Yeah, there's a bit of a earthworm gym in here. Mm -hmm. In this game, you play exclusively as Vector Man, a what is, what is his original job? He's like a trash robot or something? Yes, he's Wall-E, uh, but okay. no, he's, he's an Orbot. It's, yeah, we'll talk about this story. I'm sure but. we'll get to that. And he is your standard side-scrolling platform adventurer. He can jump. It is a somewhat malleable jump. Yeah, in fact, you have a double jump. And yes, it is a double jump, and it's a pretty good double jump. I like the arc on it. Yeah, I thought the jump was fine. Um, it seems that it's a little much at times, like, cause you can jump really high relative to the size of the screen, you know? Yeah. And you often don't need to. <laughs> well, yeah. Aside from that. Yes. But it's also like when you're going up, I, I don't know, you, you jump so high that it's like, well, you're doing a lot of blind jumps up and down or, you know? Oh yeah. And in this game, not only can you jump and double jump, you can of course, uh, duck, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but most importantly, you can shoot. And when you shoot, you have like a little arm blaster. Yeah. And it's pretty standard. Uh, you get like three or four shots on screen at once. Yeah, yeah. Little sparks. They call it the ball gun. Mm -hmm. And there's no charge or anything, but uh, it's nice. It moves across the entire length of the screen. Yeah, and you have like eight directional firing. Yeah, but shooting in angles is a little awkward because you, you move when you do it. Yeah, it's Contra style. So you're not going to plant yourself and shoot at any angles. But it takes a little getting used to. But it is nice. You can shoot in any direction. And then there's another thing that I didn't realize for a large, you know, at least the first half of the game, that when you jump and you shoot down, mm -hmm. it also slows your descent. Yeah, like uh, Cave Story. Yeah, it doesn't of. give you any extra, like, you know, Cave Story style jetpack boost. But it's, you know, it does slow you down. Although I never really found a good use for that. No, me either. It was... But it's, it's, it's a neat little thing, I guess. <laughs> it is. It is a neat little thing. In the world of Vector Man, there are hundreds of televisions mounted. <laughs> yes, yes. They, they are your uh, question block of the game. It is an odd choice, especially because there are no humans on the planet, I don't think. Not, not at this point, no. So I don't know who these TVs are for, but they are, like you said, your question blocks. And you have to destroy them to get, I think, all of your power-ups besides uh, health. There are a few... Enemies can drop some multipliers, the low ones. Okay. And life. And, but. you know, this is a game of health. Mm -hmm. You start with four hit points. Yes. And if you're me, you don't get many more than that throughout <laughs> the course of the game. Uh, uh, but I need to explain that first because it makes more sense when we talk about the items you're going to find in those TVs once they explode. Yeah, let's and do it. And these aren't a one-hit explosion. This is not a candle from Castlevania nor a question block. No, it's it's a little frustrating in that way because you have to shoot them like five or six times. They start yeah, spinning so around and then explode. <laughs> if they are in a hard to reach area or in a place where you can only hit them at an angle, they take forever to, <laughs> yeah. to destroy. So what what are what do you find in here? Oh, there's all sorts of goodies. Uh, Sometimes health. Yeah, we can start there. You can get a health point, which is a little green ball that will refill one point of your health meter you can get a full health which is a larger green ball that fills it all the way up and you can get the max health yes and which... i could never tell the difference between any of these oh believe me i had no idea what items i was getting most of the time because that yeah. tv is exploding and there's <laughs> like all this other stuff and the items are i mean we'll, i'll talk about it later but a lot of the items are hard to distinguish yes and i don't but want to take the these orbs to, yeah just squint at them and it's just yeah. a green ball, and then it. the other ones, I think, have things floating around them? Yeah, some of them. Uh, well, there's the, the little For the one. healths. Yeah, there's the, the big one is kind of like electrical looking. Okay. At least from this picture. <laughs> gotcha. And then there is uh, lives in the game. You know, when you die, you come back, and you can get more life by finding one-ups. Mm-hmm. And does also... It just look like a one and an up? It does. That's one of the few. I always recognize this this bad boy. <laughs> And then tying into that are checkpoints that you will find in the TVs. Yeah, it's a little orb with like a V kind of through it, a blue V milestone. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize that's what those were for a while. Uh, also because I did cheat, so I didn't have to use them very often. 
Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> you will also find extra time in these. Yep. Another. What does that look like? Uh, it it all looks very similar to the milestone, except the orb has a little clock in it, kind of. Now, I couldn't tell you what it looks like in gameplay. <laughs> right. And there are also multipliers. That's right. And this is a cool thing this game does. Or wait, uh, before we get into that, though. And yeah, so obviously extra time as an item means you do have a time limit in the level. And it yeah, will yeah. a hard time limit that I ran into. Yeah, it just kills you <laughs> as soon Multiple. as you hit zero. <laughs> in fact, it was the only way I lost lives permanently. Oh, sure. Yeah. If it, and I did more than once. It's rough. It's a it's kind of weird. It's a weird thing. <laughs> Indeed. Now, also, you will find in the TVs, I think, but also from killing uh, enemies, multipliers. Yeah, which is a pretty cool thing. It's kind of like, uh, I guess, pinball or where you can get like, a times. It literally two. says times two, times three, times five or times ten in a big block letters. Yes. And you can find the times two and three. Those can be dropped by enemies. But the, the times five and ten are only in televisions. Okay. And that is not just a score multiplier, which is what makes it really interesting. Yeah, it'll multiply the health you pick up as well as the one-ups you pick up. So, so I guess if you knew what you were doing, you could really, you know, game the system with these. Oh, absolutely. And I, I did not. I I did kind of. Uh, <laughs> but it the multipliers only last like a, a short amount of time. So you, you have to know like, okay, I'm about to get a multiplier. I know where there's a one-up nearby or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Yet another thing you will find in these televisions are different weapons or weapon upgrades. You get a couple special weapons here. And they're all on a time limit. Yeah, uh, the manual says it has a limited amount of ammunition. So I don't know if you can hold on to it. I rarely did. I was blasting all the time. So, you know. I, maybe you could, but I felt like at a certain point it was like beeping at me that the time was almost up. Yeah, it, and it's uh, kind of freaky. You might think you're about to die, but it's like you're just running out of weapons. Settle down. Yeah. And then, uh, of course, you have uh, the first one is your rapid fire gun. This shoots, uh, you know, a stream of bullets, but they will bounce off walls as well. Which is really useful. Yeah, and you can hold it down for continual fire. Yes. Uh, then you have the wave gun. Yeah. Now, do is... these look different? Like, are you are you looking at pictures of the icons? Yeah, yeah. These are, the, they all look kind of like bubbles, and they have different little star activities going on in the middle kind of yeah i remember I, that part i just could never i was never really sure which one i was getting same here <laughs> I, I knew because once you have it then that icon is in the bottom left corner of your screen yeah and it's a little bigger there and not in the middle of a bunch of stuff so then i knew what i had yep yep and the rapid fire gun just looks like a couple of sparks in a row yeah yeah they're similar to your normal sparks Orb gun, ball but I mean, gun. as for its icon. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the wave gun is a wave of sparks. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, pretty much like a spread gun yeah. that comes out. I found this one hard to hit things with, though. Yeah? Sometimes it would just be, it would it would arc around enemies or things in an odd way. Hmm. But I had it so infrequently that it didn't really matter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then we have the bolo gun. Another weird one. Which is weird because it doesn't work like a, I mean, it looks like a bolo, but it doesn't wrap things up like a bolo. No, no. It has a, a weird trajectory. Yep. But its big advantage, I think, is that it can pass through enemies. Mm -hmm. So you can hit multiple targets. The thing that makes the wave gun good is it goes through walls. Is That's its bonus. Mm, yes, yes. And uh, this one goes through enemies, so it will hurt multiple things. And it, it's slower than the other projectiles, too. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, and then we have the real MVP, the Nucleus Shield. Yeah, this is your invincibility, pretty much. And it, it hurts things, though, at the same time. Yeah, it does have little, uh, I mean, I guess orbs or little sparks that rotate around you and yeah. will damage those. And it's great, because once you have this, you can just go hog wild and run right through everything. Yeah. And then I see a thing called the orb. Uh, yeah. And it's uh, apparently it's a screen killing device that I don't know if I ever got. I did, and I had no idea what was going on, because you'll have kind of like a laser. I, it's hard to explain. These little multicolored things are, are like coming out of you. And I don't know if there's a timer on this because once you hit the button, it does this huge explosion that looks like nuclear. It's crazy. And it like warps this, uh, <laughs> the graphics and screen gets all like super bright. And it reminded me of something from like Axiom Verge or I don't know. It was a really weird looking, a cool looking effect, actually. I'm sad I missed out on it. I saw one once. <laughs> 
And then if those weapons weren't enough, they crammed one more uh, special feature into the game that is Vector Man, and that is suits. But in this one, they're called transformations. Yes, or morphs. Yeah, and because you are a robot and one made of orbs, I guess you can reconfigure in different forms. All of them equally useless. Uh, pretty much. Uh, it's kind of frustrating. I thought this would be cool, but instead of <laughs> instead of changing shapes, it's more like, dare I say it, Donkey Kong Country, where you get on an animal and then it's like you do something automatically for a little while or, you know, briefly. It's they're they're pretty meh. Yeah, let's go through them real quick. There's the drill. Yeah, you turn into a big drill and it's usually located right by one of the few destroyable floors. And you drill through it. Mm -hmm. And these also last very briefly. Yeah, like 10 seconds. So you just change your shape. You need to know where you're going. (laughs) You're pretty. Uh, There's the invincible, right? Or I think so. I didn't know at first, but I think you are. It seems Uh, like it. But I'm not sure. <laughs> you have to be, I think, because the play, con- like the controls, are so weird for a lot of these. Yeah, yeah, I know some of them. You definitely are, but uh, then there, there is a uh, the fish where you, I guess, look like a fish C- loosely, loosely, and you move slightly better through the water. You can move faster, and you're you're invincible. You can kill enemies by ramming them, pretty much. Mm-hmm. There's one called the missile. I don't. I don't, I'm sure I used it, but I don't remember what this is. It's a weird, it just takes you, it just ends the level, if I remember right. It just shoots you out of the thing and takes you to the next scene. Okay. I, I believe. Uh, there's the buggy, which you turn into a car, and I guess you break through walls. I think I had to break through one, but I didn't realize that was its power. Yeah, you can just cruise around. It is very much like the rhinoceros in <laughs> Donkey Kong Country. The one I do remember using probably the most is the bomb yeah you you turn into a bomb and you can explode and you bounce around pretty uh handily yeah you get you can like bounce slash roll yourself around and then when you get sometimes you will be able to see suspicious walls that look different and you can usually destroy them with the bomb to get through or find a secret area there's the jet yeah you just kind of turn into like a flying thing yeah yeah um and you can fly so that's kind of cool you can it's maybe the most weird controls it, the controls are weird but if you're shameless i was about just being, was like i'm going to the up and to the right that's it. yes yes so you can skip past some stuff pretty and easily. then finally the parachute again i don't remember this one either i swear i played through this whole game like i i yeah uh, <laughs> i didn't deep dive into each level but i swear I, I felt like i would be using this parachute at some point i remember seeing it pretty towards the end there, there's just like one sequence where you parachute yeah okay downwards. I, yeah, you have to go down one long shaft. I do remember that now. But I'm unclear if it's even required or if you could just fall down, you know? Well, there's no falling damage, so. Yeah. So that. So there. Now, we'll talk about them more as we go through the game and our level by level, but there are weird other forms you become or take when you do uh, the specific mini levels. Yeah, that's there are three of them, and th- those are what the manual calls boss rounds because it's you versus the... The villain of the series, Warhead. Which I didn't realize either until the end of the game. I, I knew it, but I didn't realize that's what these <laughs> these Things boss were. rounds were. Yeah, I was like, what is right. going on? And <laughs> kind of strange. Now, I think you start the game with three lives, four lives? I think it's three, yeah. And what about continues? You do not have any. Zero. No. Zero continues. <laughs> so, And that's rough. It is. Uh, the game, okay, you do get one-ups at... Depending on, on your difficulty, you chose. And you, you choose that at the, uh, at the, is there an options menu? Yes. And and they're funny. They have like a funny settings, right? Yeah. It's like lame or wicked or insane. And I played on wicked. I did too. I, I stayed on the one that it defaulted to. And they shamed they shamed me into not playing lame. Yeah, I know. I, I would have played easy, but it worked. Like the, <laughs> the renaming it lame, I was like, I guess I'm, I guess I have to play wicked level. Oh, shucks. Yeah, so I wish I would have played lame if that makes the game easier. I'm going to put that out there. I'm not sure exactly what it does other than here. It's only 10,000 points for a one up, whereas the default wicked mode is 20,000 and then insane is 40,000. And you do get a lot of points because, you know, we talked about the multipliers and items, but there are these little photons that are sparks all over the place. They're like your coins. You're just collecting them for points. I ignored most of them. Uh, about uh, at a certain point because i was like i'm running out of time i'm not gonna like run 
and try to collect everyone that pops out of a TV or out of an, an enemy. They've also come out of enemies when you kill them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, but I, so if I had a multiplier, I would try to grab as many just because that's extra points for lives, you know. And I mean, once I realized that there was no continues and how few lives I had, which was zero at the end of this game. Yeah, I would have probably on a, if I was going back through this game again, I would definitely try to get more of them. Yeah, I, I think it's uh, kind of required, I think, <laughs> to farm out a ton of lives early on if you can, you know. Yeah. But another thing that's kind of difficult about this game is that your life bar does not replenish in between levels. No. So you want to use your multipliers to keep your life full as best as you can. Oh, and, you know, I think we dropped the ball on talking about the max health balls. Oh. Because not only do they refill all of your health, they actually add another health ball to your chain. Yes, that's why they are the most important item of all. And I only found, I think, one or two of them. There's only five, and they're, you know, they're not in every level, so. And they're usually kind of hidden, right? Yeah. Yeah, so. I, I, again, I, I would probably try to get more of them, but these levels are, well, we'll get into it. A little confusing. Yeah, they can be. And then there is a bonus rounds you can get to. Did you get to any of these? No, I didn't even realize they existed until it was too late. And it's a bummer because I had found, I, I was like, what's the deal with this satellite dish? Why is yeah, it collecting yeah. my, my shots? I, I didn't know. I, yeah. So throughout the levels, you will find most of the levels, there is a satellite dish that is surrounded by a sparky field, and there's also a shield generator. And if you can destroy the shield generator, then that removes the shield for the dish. You destroy that, and then you go to a bonus round. And, and it ends what are these bonus level. rounds like? Oh, that's it. Like the levels, you, you get out of the level early. You're done, yeah. Oh, that's nice. So, And the bonus round is weird. It's this multicolored, it kind of looks like a test pattern. It's like the... Oh, like the, the opening of the game. Yeah, yeah. And it's like you're a ball in the middle, and these like missiles and objects are coming in from different sides. You're trying to destroy them all. I don't know if you can die. I didn't get to these. Uh, I watched a video. <laughs> but uh, Yeah, I'm, I'm playing dumb. I did watch a video as well to make sure I didn't miss out anything exciting. But I think it's just for points, surviving yeah. it. And hey, points are extra men. So there you go. All right, Nick, this is a company that I'm not too familiar with their manuals, Blue Sky Software, but it is Sega, and they usually do a pretty good job. So how does this manual look? Uh, well, it's pretty good, actually. Um, I do recall... Actually I, actually, I know, because I wasn't sure how to do a lot of things in this game, so I had to look it up. Oh, sure, yeah. And if I recall correctly, the Jurassic Park had a good manual also, but yeah. uh, at least the Super Nintendo one. Uh, and this one is uh, 21 pages. It's black and white with... No screenshots at all, but tons of art of Vector Man. And it's good art. I like it. I love it, too. Yeah, it's like a sketch style kind of looking. It's uh, it's interesting. Yeah, I dug it. I'm guessing all that that artwork was possibly done by Rich Carp himself. Oh, yeah. Right on. I hope so. I hope so, Eric. (laughs) Um, Story-wise, this is pretty much, it's similar to Wall-E, where humans have left the polluted, dirty planet behind. And we'll mm-hmm. return, and there's robots to clean it up. And through a mistake, by they accidentally attached an old nuclear warhead to the one of the robots, and it became Warhead, and decided it wants to destroy the humans when they come back. So it's taken over the planet. <laughs> Indeed. And Vector Man was out. He was like a, a garbage delivery man, or so, I don't know. He was dropping something off in space. So he is the only robot that was not infected. So it's up to you to stop Warhead and. I think it says something in there about the TVs being like how Warhead oh. spreads its power over the other robots or something. So I think that's why. That's another reason why you're destroying them. Yeah, all those. Yeah. But, all right. But I think, you know, it goes through and as well as you can explains all your morphs, items and all that jazz, you know, weapons. Yes. I mainly checked it because I wasn't sure if I was like using the morphs correctly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it turned out <laughs> I was. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was, when I went back to double check afterwards, where I was like, does it tell you how to do the Warhead fight boss battle stages? Because a lot of those, like <laughs> every time I got to one, you know, I, we'll talk more about this later, but it was like within seconds I was dead. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, what is this? And do they explain those at all? They do. So. Oh, that that's very nice of them. Yeah. I was yeah. in the same boat. Good, good for them. 
And, you know, it has a nice treat uh, with a three-page enemy s- section. Mm-hmm. And what's it's kind of funny, though, because a lot of the enemies in this game are very, like, simple ball and line creatures or things like that. Yeah. But I love seeing them drawn as, like, more intricate or, like, badass or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, it does have this weird quality to it that is... It's like more detailed than it needs to be. I don't know, but it looks cool. So I definitely worth... do enjoy the art style. I agree. Yeah, I'd say, you know, if you're a fan of Vector Man, uh, it's worth a check out. So, Nick, what was your personal history with Vector Man? I think I only played this game once uh, or tw- I think my brother rented it at yeah, one I point. Never, I've never played it before this. So I, I played a little bit of the first level. I recognized that, and that was about mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I remember hearing it, the name, seeing the box, and mm-hmm. that was the entirety of my knowledge of this game. Yeah, at, at this point, in 96, man, I was saving up my money to jump on that PlayStation train for Final Fantasy VII, so... There was no <laughs> no vector men in my future. So then what was your more recent experience with Vector Man? Well, I beat it. Um, I cheated. I was going to say no cheats, right? No, no. I played it on the Genesis collection and made ample use of the rewind feature. Oh, right on. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, there's no rewinding the time limit. Oh, no, I hate the Yeah. So I died. That's the, my main source of death was that time limit. Otherwise, so I rewound any like major flubs or like stupid hits. And then I saved at the beginning of every level, especially those boss levels. Yeah, yeah. Same here. Um, I kind of blundered through about six levels, five, six, somewhere in there. I, w- I wasn't even halfway through the game when I first realized there were no continues. Mm. And I was like, ugh. So I kind of had to start over. So I played through it a, a little more than once. But I, since I knew what was up, I, I really on the first and third levels, I think I really tried to like stock up lives and things while I could with multiplier yeah. just to build something up, even though I was save stating anyways between all the levels. That makes total sense. And I did beat it as well. So how many times did you end up playing this? Ah, uh, three, four playthroughs, I think three or four. Yeah, I think I spent about three days uh, and, you know. 40 half hour 45 minute chunks yeah it's not a horribly long game no no yeah the first one was like i said i had to go redo it so (laughs) yeah i understood Right, friends, this is it, the general chat portion of our show. And I would like to start by saying that I am not a huge fan of the mini ball school of animation, usually. But this game, I think, does something extra that really makes it work. Yeah, Vector Man is, is he looks cool, you know? Yeah, and normally I'm like, oh, that neck's made of tin balls. I don't care. Well, they're but more here, like- the fluidness of them and the way things work together really does seem like it's an animated thing and not just a cheap uh, shortcut. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's a little more minimalist and reserved. You know, there's not like 10 balls per arm or something, you know? Right. So it, it'll, I don't know. It looks, Vector Man looks good. It does. And you know what else looks good? The backgrounds. Almost too good. Yeah, they are a little busy, (laughs) but I really love the animations that are going on with a lot of the little things in the background, like the flags waving and stuff like that. Oh, it's, it's crazy. Like, it'll just be like the sky and some clouds, but I'm still like, wow. Check it out, you know? Yes. Now, on the opposite side of that is the fact that there is so much going on in the backgrounds and everything explodes at such a rate and so many things shoot out that I think we mentioned earlier, I never had any clue what power up I was receiving. Well, yeah, they because they're just like a little gray cube with like with like a symbol on it, a tiny symbol. Yeah. And what you're not going to stand there and wait for it to like, oh, what is that? You're just going to get it anyways. Yeah. We have the time limit. So you got to. Yeah. You don't have time to waste. You already had to shoot this TV six times, but (laughs) another cool feature or a cool graphical feature that they kind of shoot themselves in the foot with is the many different like lighting sources and stuff in a lot of these levels. Oh, yeah. Like the one where you're in the dark and then the lightning illuminates things. 
Yeah, yeah. Or even just, you know, there'll be lights like down a tunnel and you light up when you're under them and then you, it gets dark. It looks really cool, but it also serves to further muddy where it's like, where am I? Why is this happening at first? What's going on? And th- that applies and that, to the items, too. So if you. Yeah. And that really gets to my point, whereas I almost never knew if I was going to the end of the level. Yeah. And in fact, there was one level that I was not. I was stuck in like the top left corner. Oh, yeah. And I was like, what am I doing? And I realized that uh, there was like an elevator I needed to take down. That was a little confusing. Uh-huh. But I lost minutes in this zone where I was like, I think I'm going the right way. But no, I was just in a branch off in its own little spot. I think the thing I hate the most about, or okay, I definitely know that the thing I hate the most about this game is that time limit. It sucks. It is way too short, especially if yeah. you're trying to like, it's it's too short to just get through the levels most of the time, let alone explore for the bonus stages or any of the other special things like the power, like the, the extra health. I agree. It's no good, man. This game really pulls you in two directions where it's like, run through it. Don't stop and explore <laughs> or this game will be too hard. Oh, yeah. Like if there were continues and, uh, or something, then the time limit might be a little more palatable. Oh, totally. And I even took a, a screenshot I wanted to show you. I don't know if you can see it there. But that is me finishing a level with one second. Oh, yes. <laughs> nice. And there were other times I was down to the last 10 or five. But like I said, I straight up just died because of time over or time out at least two or three times. Oh, absolutely. And there's plenty of bosses. Like I would get there and then I'd be like, all right, time to kill the boss. And then I look down and it's like 20 seconds. And I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah I got to really ratchet it up. And that's the other thing. It doesn't reset at the boss, which is just, ugh. And then the other thing that bothers me is that I never got to use any of the fun guns at a boss. Yeah, well, I don't know. Having the time slash ammo limit on them really seems lame. I, I don't. <laughs> I agree kind of, because they're they're fun to use. Yeah, I like them. And it's like, what what's the like, why would you take that away? Why would not you just let me have them until I get hit or whatever? You know, something to really make Some them more of- worthwhile or, you know, when I yeah, find like- a cool gun when, from what little exploring I can I have done. Definitely. If there was like a risk reward type thing, like you said, where you keep it till you were hit, that would be a huge bonus. The shooting is a little weird, too, because, you know, with your orbular body, it makes your sprite kind of like it's hard to tell how big you are. And we mentioned earlier with the jumping in the gameplay, like you can jump easily out of the top of the screen. So, oh, yeah, there's a lot of blind vertical jumps and or even horizontal ones where your your movement exceeds the game's ability to display it. So and with the shooting, it was like, man, I wish I wish I was zoomed out more. Once again, uh, I can uh, see that for sure to to be able to on a more contra scale, because at times this game started to feel like a fun running gun. But then frequently it was like, nope, now you're a, a drill. Uh, and the other man. thing about that is that when you when you are doing those super jumps, a lot of times they want you to land on very small platforms. And there's a certain amount of slidiness to your landing that definitely yeah. takes some getting used to. Yeah, yeah. And. And you barely have time to aim. It's because you're frequently jumping it towards a platform that you cannot see. So yeah, <laughs> or even if you do know where the enemy is, like if you have to jump up to shoot something, oh, you're gonna be jumping like ten times to get to kill it. You get like one one shot off, and then you know. yeah, and it, the, the timing of it is always so awkward. What about the music here, Nick? I ask you that all the time because I'm always interested in your take on the music, and I actually liked it. Oh, I loved it. It is fun. Yeah, no, it's some real fun mid 90s techno cool yeah I, I i i really liked it a lot and it is a little frustrating though because lots of the graphics are so cool the graphics great but then you know some of their choices like the animal modes mm-hmm. I, I feel like they were an afterthought or something because they are just so useless beyond being some a slight bit of invincibility yeah it's 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 a missed opportunity there. I would have liked them to be more akin to the suit like Mario suit, Super Mario three. Yes, you yeah, know, exactly. Where it'd be like, all right, I'm in this mode, and I'm gonna, or even dare I say it, Kid Chameleon. Yeah, like there there could have been a really fun combo there. Where it'd be if <laughs> which which of your four or five guns do you have, and then that works. Some of them are better or different for the different morphs, you know. But instead, it's just few, you know, and they only last for ten seconds or whatever, anyways. So it's. Not even. Yeah, it's, it's not even 10 yeah. seconds. And then my other big complaint is that when you get to those special boss levels, mm-hmm. if you don't know what you're doing, you're dying real fast every time. Yeah, definitely. I uh, the, the second level is the first one where you're on the train. And the first time I got there, 
which was also when I figured out that it didn't restore your life points between. Oh yeah, <laughs> where it was just like just rough, so rough. It was like, wow, okay, here's a train. I don't know what's happening, and then I would look and realize I'd actually save state and restarted a few times before I was like, I am, I'm just gonna have to die here. I need more than one hit to get through this stupid level. And even once you know what you're doing, sometimes it's so hard that it's still very. It's almost like you know its own little gauntlet to get through, especially that train one. Yeah. And it's weird because the the level looks cool, but again, there's so much going on visually that the first time you're just like, whoa, like. Yeah, they're all cool ideas. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It just visually, a lot of this uh, game reminds me of the the space scenes in the, I guess, the prequel Star Wars movies, you know, where they started doing that, where it's just like panning around and you see conservatively not, two to three hundred yeah it's just like i, I ships don't. and explosions <laughs> yeah where i don't know where to look i'm like it's it's pretty cool it's overwhelming though it's like it's it's hard i guess, at points oh yeah i mean i didn't even realize and we'll get to it that i was being shot at in that train level yeah yeah that, until way longer <laughs> than i should have well it, when you take damage for all of the many explosions and stuff and, and sound effects that this game has it doesn't really have a very good one for taking damage no, in fact, often I didn't even realize I had taken damage until I was way further down in my my hits than I wanted to be. Yeah, same here. And it's like with that time limit, they both will sneak up on you or it's like you just die. And I'm like, wait, what happened? <laughs> was it life? Was it time? I don't know. Was that, it both? Uh, yeah, it could be. Right now we are in the level by level portion of our show, and this game has a lot of levels. Yeah, like seventeen. You tell me because I didn't write it down. Sixteen. Sixteen levels, and when you start the game, you are uh, greeted with that really cool old school test pattern. And yeah. uh, for those of you that are too young to remember, TV wasn't twenty four hours. Uh, long, and long in the middle long. of the night, uh, at some point, you'd have the national anthem. Mm-hmm, you see yeah. that flag wave. Yep. And after that, it would just be the test pattern. Testing it up. And this test pattern, not only does it look cool, you get to see Vector Man spelled out with a cool stream of balls shooting at it. Yeah. And level one is the Terraport. I'm guessing that's where you've come down from your junk expeditions. Yeah, I suppose so. And, and kind of weirdly, all of the different levels are, it's days. Like, this is day one. Right, that's terraport. what it was. Yeah. I remember something weird. And this level is weird. You're like up in the clouds on like an airship or something. Yeah, it, it it has many of these little like triangular pennant flags on and other flags all around that are blowing in the wind that look really cool. But it makes me feel like it's like a used car salesman. Or Yes, it def- I was going to just mention that. Like it's just missing the balloons. But it's like the, you're on these like scaffolding floors of walls that are yeah pretty detailed. Look cool. I'm constantly expecting Melfar to come to my rescue. Melfar. I wish. You can cut that out since only the 10 people that listen to us in the central Ohio region will remember Melfar to the rescue. I, man, I went down a deep hole looking for that commercial one night. I couldn't find the one I wanted, but I found some other ones. But All right. And, and I learned a little bit about Melfar. Good guy. Yeah, I, he played football for the Detroit oh, Lions. Sense. What was he doing around here? I don't know. That was another mystery that I was like, well, what? it didn't make any sense to me. All right. Well, in this level, you are going to be encountering your uh, pretty common enemies for the whole game. The little bird things. The beetles. The beetles. And I, do they just spawn forever? Or what's the deal? Because there are certain points where I think they're gone. And then when I go to jump, they're back again. I'm not sure. They are one of my most hated enemies because they're so small that they're actually hard to see. Yeah. Typically. And they, they swoop in and like, and they kind of fly in a line they make like a loop they'll drop bombs at you and hit you repeatedly if you're not right on it they're 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 quick and tough to hit agreed and then the other big enemy is i don't know what it is it looks like a rock man uh yes the sludge pilot that's another orbot like you oh okay but bigger yes and you also get your first morph power in this level the drill yay i think the other big enemy you're gonna um encounter a million times in this game is that sentry gun thing oh yeah the turret and the turret is kind of annoying because sometimes, depending on the angle it's at, it's really hard to hit if it's attached to a wall or something in a weird way. 
Yeah. Well, it, it, they're weird because it, they have like two joints in it. It's like a double jointed arm and then a gun sticking out mm -hmm. of the wall. It's kind of neat. And then the boss of this level is a really weird, not that futuristic VTOL plane. Yeah. But what makes it super weird is that it has two giant spiked balls hanging from the wings. Yeah. It's it really looks like a contra boss or something. It does. And also makes zero sense. <laughs> well, hey, who knows what Warhead designs, you know? True. Uh, and it flies back and forth. It does drop bombs and try to hit you with those uh, balls, the spiked balls. But I found if you just run it back and forth and shoot at an angle, it like almost never hits you. Yeah. And it's very repetitive. And it's like it always goes like to the right first and then the left back and forth. So you always know which way it's going. And if you just keep shooting, I think you can destroy the bombs it drops, too. So excellent. Pretty Pretty easy. Once you've defeated it, uh, Vector Man strikes a cool double peace sign pose. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And they tell you how many of the little sparks you picked up. Yeah, and like how many TVs you found and how many photons. I, I think you get a bonus if you get them all. Obviously. It always made me feel bad because I didn't oh. get very many. No, I was always like half. Yeah, that's about where I was. And then right away, you're into that boss level where you're the train. Yeah, up against... What's it called? Metalhead, day two. And so you have transformed into a train and you're on a track. And by the way, train is a very loose, loose <laughs> yeah. term. You're in a train-shaped pile of balls. Yes. And there's so much going on here. This, uh, you're on a track that is, I guess, uh, about, a, about a half a mile in the air. You're way up there, yeah. Attached to nothing. Yes. And, and there is this giant creature that is swinging from the track below you like an ape. Yeah, and that's Warhead, and I guess. I guess so. And those hands, if they hit you or you run into them, do a lot of damage. Yeah. And there's just a bunch of bullets, like, flying around. Well, there are these little ships that come in to the right and left. You can't shoot them, and they shoot bullets at you. But I Oh, found, that's what the bullets are coming from. I found that paying any attention at all to those ships meant I died every time. Yeah. Because you're trying to shoot his hands, and when you do, sometimes he'll fall and then jump back up. And depending on the difficulty level you chose, it's a number that changes also the number of times you have to like hit a boss. Oh, okay, cool. And the only way you can avoid those hands is by jumping over them or backwards. And it's an awkward jump when you're the train. Well, it's strange, but I found that, you know, you can't increase and decrease your speed by pressing mm -hmm. up and down. So I would just go as slow as I can. I stayed in the back, constantly shooting. And then whenever a bullet or the hands came near me, I jumped. Okay. That was the only way I could make it through it. Like, <laughs> I was really worried that this was the second level. And I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to beat this one. Is this a super hard game I didn't know about? Right. Now, once you've knocked him down a few times, I think it's five on the on the normal setting. And it doesn't take as long once you know what you're doing, kind of. Correct. Uh, he falls for good and you get your bonuses and move on to day three, the title surge. Which is a pretty straightforward level here. You're on a beach. Mm-hmm. Now, when you said it's pretty straightforward, I did notice a lot of things that I never accessed. Like there's like some easy to see hidden areas that I never got into. I, I got a few. I know there's, um, you know, where you get the bomb and then it opens up some caves that you can go down because you can kind of go below water for short areas. And there's usually mm -hmm. something to find there. Yes. And uh, I don't know if it's a different enemy or if it's just that that weird bug thing coming from under the ground, but. It was easier coming through the water than fighting them on in the air. There are the submarines that come up. That's what I was thinking of. Those are those are not the bugs. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, otherwise, you know, it's just a bunch of turrets and some non-attacking uh, depth charges or mines, and there's no boss. So at the end, you just leave. Pretty easy. The next day is absolute zero, and you are fully underwater in this one. Well, this isn't just underwater. It's also ice. <laughs> Double curse. Yeah. And the new enemy in this level is this ball creature or bubble creature, I should say. Yeah, it is the mecha jellyfish. Oh, it doesn't look mecha at all. And it also doesn't really do anything. Like, I guess it swings its tail at you, but you can always destroy it before you get close to it. Yeah, it has a little tail made of bubbles that mm -hmm. slaps at you. And this whole level is just jumping vertically. This was one where I was absolutely lost because there's a lot of very similar... It all looks very similar as you're going up. Where you know, I was had no idea if it was looping or not, but eventually it's like it ends. Well, eventually, you get that fish to get the fish morph. Mm -hmm. You can swim to the top, and then that's also where the rocket morph is. 
Oh, see, I didn't get that. I didn't either, but the playthrough I watched uh, had it. Nice. And once you get to the very top, though, you're on top of the iceberg, and then you have to fight an extremely weird boss. Yes. Does this start uh, as a bird? Is it a bird in the... Right? Yeah. At first, it's like a robot pelican. Yes. And it just flies extremely fast back and forth, and it's not hard to avoid its shots, but it is very hard to get shots on it. Yeah, you just have to be patient. So it just takes forever. And then when you think you've destroyed it, you have not, because it reconfigures into a bear. That's right. And it's also not too tough. <laughs> no, I think it shoots some balls out of its mouth, but mm -hmm. like it's really quick to destroy that bear. And there's like a ledge that you can use to jump over it without or I mean, even though you have a double jump anyways, it's easy to switch sides. And then we move on to day five, the Arctic Ridge and more ice, more caves and a whole lot more of those bugs. Ugh, those this place is full of them. Beetles. I hate we hate them. But it does have that really cool lighting effect you were talking about. Yeah, it's it looks great. And it's just it's frustrating that it kind of interferes with the game a little. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. uh, what does not look so great is their ED209 style mech. Yeah, the they're just called legs. Yeah, they're kind of goofy looking. Yeah, definitely. And they really pose like no threat. Like, do they shoot at you or something? No, I don't think so. Really, them and the sludge pilots look big and tough, but they're not at all. No, uh, but there is like a mini boss at the end of this level that very much confused me when I got to it. Oh, yeah. It's like a it looks like the legs, but with a excavator front on it or something. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't tell if I was hurting it or not when I was shooting it for the longest time. Yeah. Is this the one that jumps at you above it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's named Marge. Oh, well, that makes sense. It's part doorman, part legs and all attitude. Oh, <laughs> Uh, you can jump over it if you need to and just run from it. But eventually you can break off the front like it's it's shield. Oh, yeah. I, I'm, I think I'm thinking of something later, actually. OK. Is this the level with the one where you have to like trick it by jumping and you have to run under it? You know what I'm talking about? No. OK, never mind. OK. But once you pass it, that's the end of the level. Or should I say the day? Easy peasy. Because you move on to day six, the bamboo mill. And this is a pretty crazy looking level. <laughs> yeah, man, it. It can get a little confusing because it is full of these, I guess it's bamboo things moving left and right and up and down. And they both act as elevators and as conveyor belts. Yeah. So you're getting pulled around in a lot of weird directions in this level. And it's not clear at all as to where you're supposed to go. No, I just kept moving and vaguely. Generally, it's like, well, this, these, this game, it doesn't like telegraph that clearly where to go it's like if you just keep moving it's hard to get truly lost you know like these levels aren't as big as like turrican or something you know correct now the very end of the level though uh you move into like an open area with just some chains and some stone walls and you have your second major boss fight and when i saw the drawing of this boss i was i cracked up because it was not translated well to sprites yeah yeah what is this boss called I believe this boss is known as Clockwork. Yeah, it is like a mishmash of, I guess, clock pieces. Yeah, or something. I mean, the bottom of it is a big wheel or maybe a giant orb. Mm -hmm. And it's constantly spewing out like little projectiles. But yeah, they don't go the very top. far. Yeah, yeah. And it's just j jumping over it and shooting it. Yeah, oddly enough, the bosses in the normal levels, I never found that hard. Yeah, no, they just usually take a while. And like here, sometimes I was like, am I really hit, hurting it? You know, but but you are. Mm -hmm. And when you do destroy it, you move on to day seven, Rock in Roller. Uh, the yes. level that confused me. Oh, I died right away the first time I got here. Because you're on, well, I guess it's like a giant bamboo mat. Yeah. And what you may not realize is it's being unrolled and one end and rolled up on the other end behind you. Yeah. And you are now in lizard or frog mode it's a cricket according to uh, the manual it is not a cricket but well, i'll what, give it to him that's what they said you're in cricket mode and you have to avoid these two giant hands or fists that are trying to squish you yeah and not fall off the back of the thing yeah so you're kind of moving forward sometimes to the side because this little bamboo mat does have walls you can't move through Mm -hmm. At certain points, and you're trying to navigate it, there are some arrows that can increase or decrease the speed of your... Is that what those arrows are? Yeah, that decreases the speed that it is on... That the map un, unscrolls, I guess? Mm -hmm. And also, I didn't realize for the longest time that you're supposed to destroy those hands. 
Yeah, me either. And then once you do, then you're well, then this becomes way shorter because you can kill them pretty quickly if you just you only have to kill one, right? Yeah, and you don't have to go. You don't even have to move when the level starts. If you can blast them fast enough, you know. Yeah, and if you can blast them fast enough, you go to day eight, Death Alley, where right away you are confusingly greeted by an evil man-eating fire extinguisher. Yeah, this is a hilarious and weird enemy. It's a fire extinguisher with bear trap jaws. It doesn't seem like it belongs in this game. No, it doesn't. (laughs) But it is pretty goofy and funny, though. And they're not really that tough. And this level looks a whole lot like that first one with just some different colored flags and clouds. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Different time of day. Ah, yes. And uh, I don't think there's any new enemies besides that, that one. Yeah, this is a pretty quote unquote straightforward level, I guess. I mean, unless you're looking for the bonus round stuff, which... This has one. Yeah, I never really did. And it's a pretty straightforward left-to-right level with no boss. You just walk through the end of it and move on to the next day. Day nine, the hydroponic lab. Yeah, dude. This level looks awesome. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's very trippy. You're like in a giant... I don't know. There's all kinds of weird endless lights in the background and pods on the floor. There are some uh, plant creatures you must fight and a new little turret guy. What is it? It's like it has little legs and a rocket launcher oh uh, yeah yeah it's called the howitzer okay it's cute and funny mm-hmm. uh, and then the end of this level has a really weird boss maybe my favorite one it's was it called the acrobats i think so yeah and at first you see like the danger sign and you're standing there and then four or five really tiny little ball creatures like wander out and some are fat some are skinny there are yes they are they all look different yeah but then they quickly like join together and they have a cycle of like two or three different giant forms they make. Yeah. Uh, there is the giant snake that like bounces, you know, in an arc across, making an M. You want to avoid that? They turn into a giant man that runs across. Yeah, they Voltron up. Looks cool. Is there another? What's the other form? I think it's just the two. I, uh, there's a worm that goes across the bottom of the screen. Mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But again, it's really easy to avoid the. Every form of this. Yeah, yeah, but it, it looks cool. I, it does look super cool. Cool idea. I like the little, I love the little ball people. I do too, but they're very easy to defeat. And then you move on to day 10, the superstructure, which once again, is just a recoloring of that outdoor flag zone. Yeah, is this, this is the third of four, I think. <laughs> they really got their money's worth from this flag zone. Yeah. Uh, you do get to use the car form or buggy mode oh, right briefly on. here. Nice. There's a jet in here, too, right? Yeah, which means just fly up and to the right as much as you can. Yeah, baby. And no boss here. You just reach the end and move on to the next day. Day 11, staying alive. Ooh, another warhead level. Yeah, and this is one of those ones where even when I knew what to do, it wasn't that easy until I just gave up trying to like have a tactic. Right, right. So set the stage, if you will, Nick. <laughs> well, you're on a big disco floor. Mm-hmm. And there's, I guess, Warhead, he's in the center, and there's a, a wall around him that has a gap that is moving. So yeah, the gap rotates around him. Yes, and so you're trying to squeeze shots in there while you avoid, he shoots at you. Well, he doesn't shoot directly at you. He shoots at the floor, which then electrifies the floor in a weird pattern. Yeah. And I wasted a lot of time trying to avoid that pattern. Oh, yeah. And meanwhile, there are a bunch of tornadoes circling the, the level. That don't hurt you, but they do bounce you around. Yeah, so you it's almost feels like a pinball. You're getting dinged around a lot at points. And you are in a, a special mode. You are in dance mode or I think so. tornado mode. But all that means is it's very hard to control you. You are very slippery. Yes, you are dancing fool mode. Ah, I don't know. I, I had a lot of trouble with this boss. I found the only way I could easily beat him was to just take the hit and go right up to the gap and shoot into it. Mm-hmm. Especially if... You're collecting the max life. By now, you sh- could be up to like seven or eight. Oh, you could be. But I was at five. <laughs> I was. T- <laughs> but I found like trying to follow that gap around and shoot never really worked. I oh, mostly. Impossible. I was like, you just I'm have just- to wait for it to come to you. Yes. And shoot, shoot your butt off. And you don't have to shoot a whole lot to end the level. Thankfully. Yes. You move on to day 12, the nightscape, and this is when it starts getting real crazy because the lightning in this level looks so good. Yeah, and it like, has some great lighting effects. It's gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, this is like Dark Knight Returns level of cool-looking lightning. 
But beyond that, there are no new enemies in the stage. You do get an extended use of your, I guess, that is this when the parachute comes into play? Or is it the jet? It's hard to tell. They're so similar looking. Yeah, I think it's a jet, if I remember right. Just tons of turrets, tons of legs. And this level is very snaky and twisty. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And again, no boss on this level. You just reach the end and move on to the next day. Day 13, Dark Ruins. Another cool looking level. Yeah, the storm has settled down. The moon's in the background, a beautiful night sky. And you are in some ruins. And this is a big level. Very big. This is the one I, I felt the time limit very keenly. Yeah, and I got super confused at the level too, because you can go all the way to the end of it almost and then be stuck if you've gone the underpath. Mm. Oh, and yeah. And it's like there's like another path. You got to go back out and go up and around the top area. That's rough. Indeed. But no boss here. Just your level bonus, your time bonus, and the next level or next day is day 14, the underground vault. What treasures are in this vault? None. This, <laughs> this level is huge, and uh, it is interesting because it's all about dropping down to like these new areas, and then making your way over, and then back up, and then back down. The yeah. real key part is that it has a million of those bugs, and they're constantly flying at you when you're trying to jump across gaps and stuff. They really suck the way they like swoop in out of off screen or something. It's yeah, maddening. I got hit by them a billion times on this level. <laughs> and then at the very end of the level, you pass some blueprints, but be careful because they are about to come to life. Yeah. Uh, first, you fight the spider bomber. Ooh. And it pops out. It's a. It's got two legs missiles at the bottom of each leg and yeah it like swoops at you flies off screen and then jumps around left to right and then right to left at first it seems hard but if you just run from it and shoot you can take it out really quickly yeah it's pretty pretty basic you move a little further down and there's more schematics and this one is for i don't know some sort of fish creature yeah this and it is crazy I didn't know what to do with this thing at first. Yeah, I mean, either because it, it goes nuts when you start shooting it and it just starts like ramming you super fast. Yeah, yeah. And the only way you can really effectively fight this thing is that at a certain point in its run, it slows down for a few seconds and you have to jump over it at that point and get a few shots off. But with, you have to be jumping over it because otherwise you do not have enough room to run away from it when it goes into like crazy mode. Yeah, frenzies at you. But that is all it does. And then the final one you must fight is... Like a legless ape? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it climbs along the like the ceiling and walls and stuff, right? Drops but down. But what else does it do? It is Because it drops down, but this was the easiest one of all. I just shot at it and stayed far away. And Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I never had even really encountered it much. I was really worried after the second one being that fish, where I was like, oh, God, what am I into? What am I in for now? But you defeat all three handily, and you move on to day 15, the World Link Center which is in like a dingy underground basement zone. Yeah, it's weird. Oh, and that's not just weird, because once you leave that basement area, you're greeted with a billion screens. Yeah, TV time. And this is the level I got trapped in, because I didn't realize you could ride those elevators down. Yeah, I, I could see that. You have to duck while you're on them, and then you go through the floor. Yeah, it's in, in a game with such detailed backgrounds, it's hard to see, you know? Yeah. Or, or it doesn't really stand out, I guess. Indeed. Uh, you know, the screens have some crazy things going on in them. There are these lights moving left and right that act as conveyor belts. But you really just want to move to the right as much as you can. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think this was the level I finished with one second on. Oh, man. Because there's no boss and there's very few enemies in this level either. Yeah, and it's not as big as a few of the last ones we just beat. Mm -hmm. And then we move on to the 16th and final day. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie. I was a little surprised that this was the end of the game. I didn't realize it. There's not that much buildup. Just kind of throws you into this final zone. Yeah, it's another one of these warhead type levels. But this time you're flying in a giant tornado. For reasons unknown, uh, warhead is now a tornado. <laughs> you start at the base of the tornado flying upwards and there is all kinds of tornado debris around and you must shoot it so that it does not run into you. Yeah, there are like rooftops from buildings that you can stand on. They jump from them. It it looks kind of confusing at first, like mm -hmm. I, I was real worried, like, wow, what the hell do I do? But yeah, real... because once you get to the top, there is the boss Warhead, which I also did not realize was Warhead at first. OK, uh, he is the top of the tornado and there are roofs flying around that you can use as platforms, like you said. Mm -hmm. and you got to stay on those and shoot Warhead in his Warhead. Yeah. But all he does is shoot a few projectiles at you and try to swat at you with his hands. Uh, but your double jump is so high that you can jump over him very easily. 
yeah, you you have all the tools you need to defeat this fool. In fact, once I defeated him, I couldn't believe that was the final boss because it was so easy. Well, yeah, especially when all I the had more trouble forms. with that fish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the fish should have been in charge. Let's be honest. The, the fish did more damage to me than the nuclear warhead enemy. Uh, once you have defeated him, you do your peace sign as you fly around and you declare victory. Warhead is vanquished and the earth is safe for the return of humanity. And as you may have guessed, earth has a new hero. Oh, yeah. It is Vector Man. Nice. You do get a full cast of characters that show every single enemy gives you their name. Uh, it goes through all the bosses and they're all jamming out to this awesome techno soundtrack. Yeah, it's pretty. Sweet. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll share it on the social medias, but I did send uh, our group text crew an awesome picture of the spider bot dancing. Oh, sweet. Yeah, <laughs> that is hilarious. It's got the moves, man. Indeed. P.S. That fish was named Piranha. It is. OK, Piranha. But the monkey was named Monkey. Huh. Yeah. Go figure. Indeed. Uh, I think we forgot to mention Warhead has two forms. At some point, his his uh, the casing of his head comes off oh, the metal. Yeah. But it happens like and then you have one more, two more shots on it and it, it explodes That's right before the end. Yeah. Uh, you do get to see the four main people that worked on the game. Rich, Marty, Amber and Mark B. Yeah. Little digitized photos. Pretty sweet. Go them. And a really nice uh, full credits list. Yeah. And then finally, a game over on a new test pattern with your final score. Well, this is the final portion of our show, the review portion. And of course, we use the classic Nintendo Power Review System that has four categories, with each a possible score from zero to five, starting with graphics and sound. Which I gave a 3.5. I went with a 4.0. I probably should have gone with a 4.0. I was torn because I really like almost everything this game does graphically, but a lot of it comes at a cost of playability where it's so yeah, I said, detailed, it's hard to tell what to do. Yeah, I said the animations are so smooth and good. It's got really cool backgrounds, but the problem is things get really muddy at certain points, and there's just so much going on. Mm -hmm. But like we said, the music is awesome. Mm. Uh, you're hearing it right now. Got those sweet 90s techno grooves. Bippin' and boppin'. Next up is Play Control, which I gave a 3.0. Yeah, I wrote 2.5, but I could see. I think it's fine. I like your job. And I mean, the only reason I gave it a worse score than like a 4.0 or so is the 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 forms, the morphs. I found them all very hard to control. They're there and they're strange and not that hot to begin with. But as far as a vector man, normally gun feels good. The jumps mm -hmm. really nice to have that big double jump. Yeah, yeah. Overall, really good. Next up is challenge factor. I went with a 4.0. I gave it a 4.5 because there are no continues. It's hard yeah. to find your power-ups. It's hard to find your health-ups. It would take a long time to really master this game to the level where you could beat it. See, I think that since most of the levels are so short, it's like there aren't a lot of super difficulty spikes. There's this general kind of attrition with managing your life and your extra men and stuff that I, you know, a lot of level knowledge, I think, would help to mm -hmm. mitigate that. But I didn't have that. So it was it was tough. Yeah. And finally, we have theme and fun. I went with a 2.5. <laughs> I went with a 3.0. I actually, you know, as frustrating as I found many aspects of this game, I really did have a great time with it. And I really enjoyed, you know, what would come next? What weird thing would I see? What interesting level design would I find? Or cool lighting, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But it is, you know, uh, a bit frustrating at the same time. Yeah, I, th I think it's it's frustrating because it's so close to being much better. Like a lot of the things just don't quite the pieces don't quite fit together right yet, but there's a ton of pretty interesting ideas. I like the multipliers. All your guns are mm -hmm. fun, but they only last a little while. The morphs are kind of cool. They could be better, but again, they only last a little while. You can explore sometimes, but yeah, I don't Time know. Time limit. Yeah, yeah. So it's like there's constantly taking a step forward and then back, you know? Indeed. And so I ask at the end of every show, and we'll continue to do so until the universe turns to cold, dead, nothing. <laughs> Should you play this game, Nick? I really don't know what you'll say this time. I'm like really on the fence because I, I didn't mind it at all. I, I kind of liked it. 
That's why I said to give it a try. I think it's worth a shot. Yeah, it's it wouldn't be hard to believe, and we've played plenty of games that are way worse. Yes, yes, <laughs> we have. Next week's game will be Mortal Kombat 2 for the Super Nintendo. So find a copy of that game any way you can and play along, friends. That's right. And if you want to let us know who your favorite Mortal Kombat character is, did you dance with Vector? Do you know who Mel Farr is? And have you seen his commercials? Let us know at Cartridge Command. Please do. <laughs> at gmail.com. Did, <laughs> did you know the fun fact that Warhead was almost named Raster? Really? Well, that's the opposite of a Vector. That makes way more. That's way cooler. Yeah. But you can also get in touch with us on Facebook at Cartridge Command or the Twitterverse at Cart Command. We usually let you know when new shows drop. But we go out of our way at the end of every show to thank the awesome and wonderful folks that give to us at Patreon.com slash Cartridge Command because it is their support that makes this show possible. We are just a couple of guys that do this in our spare time. And without you all out there helping us, we wouldn't have the means to put this show online, pay for equipment or any of that fun stuff. So every dollar you give does help us out. And if you don't give, consider doing so. Like I said, even a dollar is awesome. It is. We appreciate each and every one. We'd love to expand the Cartridge Command Empire, but without, you know, the extra funds, we can't do it. So who knows? Maybe one day OG RPG will become a full-time <laughs> adventure. Oh. But until then, we'll keep cranking this out for each and every one of you. So thank you all so very much. Yeah. And as always, Cartridge Commandos. Game on. You know, Nick, it can't rain all the time. <laughs> and write that on the back of your notebook. I will be like, yeah, got to remember. Seventh grade. I'll just draw a picture of a cat hanging from a ball of yarn. And it says, hang in there. <laughs> all right. All right.